It's time now for Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is underwritten by the Knights of Columbus, Council 6923, and Fishers, and is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. If you have any comments or suggestions for this program, please contact Bridget at catholicradioindy.org. That's B-R-I-G-I-D at catholicradioindy.org. Or call 317-870-8400. Now, here's today's edition of Faith in Action. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello, Jim. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And Bridget, we still have a few, a few seats left uh, for our annual dinner coming up on August 24th, August 24th at the Northside Events and Social Club, formerly known as the Northside Knights of Columbus Hall. I'm glad you remember all that because <laughs> that's a mouthful. Well, still operated by the Knights. They do a great, great job there, and uh, it's a great place to have an event, and uh, they take good care of you there. But uh, they changed their name uh, maybe two years back now, but a lot of people might still know it as the Northside Knights of Columbus Hall at uh, 71st and Keystone, but it's now officially the Northside Event and Social Club. That's the place. The date is Tuesday, August 24th. Tuesday, August 24th. It begins at 6 p.m. And we have got um, a really great speaker, Father Vince Lampert, who is the exorcist for the uh, Archdiocese of Indianapolis. He will be there and uh, always has lots and lots of great information about what um, exorcisms are and what they are not, and uh, some always some interesting stories. And the Father is also the author of a brand new book about exorcisms, so he'll probably have some copies of that available as well. So if you haven't signed up yet, please do it on our website, Catholic Radio Indy, I-N-D-Y, catholicradioindy.org. You'll see um, the uh, information about the dinner and how to sign up right on the website. If you uh, aren't uh, web savvy, don't have a computer, we still want you at the dinner. <laughs> you just have to give us a call and we'll take care of you uh, by phone. It's 317-870-8400. 317-870-8400. I can't believe it, but it's already it's already time to go back to school. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for some parents, they might be saying, yay, raw, and, you know, other other parents are crying, but... Uh, uh, but Catholic teachers are um, are right there on the front lines taking care of our young people. And um, if you are a Catholic educator, uh, this show is for you. Um, our guest today is Jose Gonzalez. He is a podcast host of Christ in the Classroom, a production of Sophia Institute for Teachers. So welcome to Faith in Action, Jose. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. Well, I actually, you know, it's amazing. Jim and I, I mean, we've interviewed just in the last four years, close to 400 guests mm -hmm. in the last mm -hmm. about 100 interviews a year. And what's interesting is I've never heard of the Sophia Institute for Teachers. So what is that? So Sophia Institute for Teachers, we are a nonprofit that was founded in 2013 okay. with a um, mission to provide support to Catholic school teachers and catechists around the country. Uh, and the main way that we do that is through prof professional development workshops, catechetical formation days, and then also providing, we have lots of free resources on our website, free lessons like e-lessons that come out monthly, 
um, places where teachers can share and, um, and share lessons with each other in a curriculum exchange. And then we also have supplemental um, thematic teachers' guides with, full of uh, lessons that are written by teachers and, uh, and pilot tested by them in the classroom. And then we have full-year K-12 through 12, uh, textbook series. So, yeah, we, we've, we, we've done a lot in the last seven, eight years of our existence, uh, and that's, yeah, so that, that's what we do. We just want to provide support for All right. teachers Very, in any way we can. Very good. Uh, we always make it a point uh, near the end of the program to give people the uh, website where they can go to get information, but I know that there are some people listening right now that may not be listening at the end of the program, so give us that website where they can get the information that you were just talking about there. So, Sophia Institute for Teachers dot org. Sophia Institute for Teachers. S O P H I A for Teachers dot org, and you can just browse away um, on on all the different offerings that we have. Um, lots of free stuff on there. Stuff that you can purchase as well. So. You know, I'm wondering, Jose. Uh, I'm wondering. What exactly do you, do you ever do in person professional development? Is it mostly in person? Yeah. Is it mostly online? Or give us a kind of a flavor for the the offerings of professional development formats. Great. So um, th- my main role is actually specifically that the professional development. So my my title is senior director of professional development, and I spend my time um, overseeing the planning and executing of our uh, teacher training workshops. And so post pre-COVID, we were all in person. So mm-hmm. we were doing um, about 40% of my job is on the road. Uh, we were running anywhere from between, oh, 40 to 55 workshops in person a, a school year. Wow. Uh, and, then, and then when COVID hit, we pivoted and we started running virtual things uh, and Actually, the, the podcast is, is, is a result of that, and I can dig into that a little bit more here soon, uh, shortly. But yeah, so our workshops are meant to be done in person uh, for the most part. So we have been in probably 50 or a little over 50 dioceses across the country uh, in the, since 2014 is when we, we kicked, kicked off in-person workshops. Uh, it's been a great joy to do that. Uh, we try to, we work with the independent, we work with dioceses, uh, and coordinate with them and, and we're often funded by, uh, by donors that, that bring us in. And then we run workshops, uh, for, for the diocese. Usually they're, most of the time they're optional, uh, workshops that fulfill a catechetical requirement. So the, the teachers can come and they, they'll get a certificate and we'll just spend a good day with them in which they get, they have met, we have mass. We feed them breakfast and lunch. We give them uh, a book with with lessons that are that are ready to use in the classroom. That um, like all of our materials are written by teachers and pilot tested by them, so they get a series of lessons that are supplemental. So it doesn't matter what textbook they're using; these lessons can be just be thrown in to to give them new ideas on whatever theme we're focusing on. We try to do things do them in like a nice parish hall or a retreat house or uh, a hotel someplace that gets them out of what they're typically used to. You know, some teachers are so often sitting in a hard chair on a gym floor, they're, they're, and, and they're just talked out all day. And, and, and so we try really hard to kind of uh, mix it up, give them, mm-hmm. you know, feed, 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 their mi- feed their minds with great content, feed their bodies with great food, and, and nourish their souls with some good spiritual um, formation mm-hmm. uh, for the day. Now, is everything that your institute, uh, the Sophia Institute for Teachers, 
uh, is everything that you do geared toward teachers or are some of the things geared toward uh, parents as well? So we actually um, are, so, so yes, we are geared toward teachers and catechists. However, we do have, um, we also have a family catech- catechesis program called a Family of Faith. Um, that's a parish program that's aimed at forming the parents and helping the parents then teach their kids. Uh, in general, all of our things, what I like to say is, you know, our approach to forming teachers and catechists is to, to form them to be good Christians, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're a good Catholic, then, then you will do, and then you're formed well in your faith, then you will do well whatever the Lord is, is placing as your mission, Right. And so while there is a bent and it's a gear towards teachers and catechists, no doubt our resources and our offerings can be uh, life-giving and fruitful for those that may not be teachers or catechists. We're talking with Jose Gonzalez. He is um, a podcast host um, of the podcast Christ in the Classroom and with the Sophia Institute for Teachers. And I want to get into um, a little bit about your background, I noticed you were a Steubenville grad. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. So I graduated. It's been a while. I graduated there in 2002. Uh, so, uh, yeah, went to Franciscan. Uh, I actually started out at the University of Illinois for my first year of college, and then I transferred to Franciscan as a sophomore. I uh, did three years there, and uh, then I went on. I taught high school religion for uh, for ten for ten years after. Uh, after that, um, I also got my master's degree at the Augustine Institute in there somewhere. Did some youth ministry as well and worked in the Archdiocese of Denver, um, coordinating their totus tuus program. So really have kind of done it all, uh, but Catholic education and, and catechesis really is where my passion and my heart lies. And, and that is definitely attributed to to my time at Franciscan. I just uh, had some phenomenal professors there that really formed and shaped me, and actually a couple of them are... Um, now now work with me they 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 come on the road with me and present at our workshops um and so that's that's really a neat uh a neat kind of you know what they call it like circle that's taken place right so uh yeah well one of our one of our board members here at catholic radio i believe also serves on the board at um franciscan university of steubenville and and i i haven't steubenville's i i don't even say franciscan university i just kind of just say steubenville because it's kind yeah, of a yeah. kind of a known place on the map uh, jose uh we didn't uh, have you on to talk about uh franciscan university but uh I, I we hear about it all the time, and I don't know much about it. We'll have to have a faith in action on it. But is it a large school? I mean, are we talking a couple hundred students or a couple of thousand? Uh, or? It's about so it's about two thousand students. I think it's a little over two thousand students. So it's not a huge school. Uh, definitely a, a good size campus. Um, but yeah, definitely one of those places where, um, I mean. If I didn't know a name, if I saw a face now, I'd recognize them and say, oh, yeah, they went to school with me. So, it, 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 yeah, if, if, if somebody was there during my three-year tenure, I'd at least recognize the face. So, so, so small enough to at least recognize all faces if, if you don't, didn't know all the names. So. Well, you know, if you think about St. Francis and how he wanted to rebuild the church or he felt like God was calling him to rebuild the church and he, you know, put the bricks, you know, back together of that church in, you know, a CC area. And then it was like, no, the Lord really wanted him to rebuild the spiritual church. And as we have seen so many Franciscan um, University grads 
come through, funnel through here at Catholic Radio Indy in terms of guests. I mean, that that calling that that St. Francis had so many years ago is really being fulfilled in the students in that university of rebuilding the, the spiritual church, uh, you know, in the world. And so I love to see that. And 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 that kind of leads us right into the podcast that you're doing called Christ in the in the Classroom. What exactly is that? Talk a little bit about that and, and what that's geared towards exactly. Great. So, yeah, we uh, this has been a project that's been really fun that was sort of we just decided, hey, let's, let's try this. Let's see if it, you know, where it goes. Uh, and we've, we've experienced some really good feedback and success with it. Uh, we, we, looking at COVID, um, you know, like all of us, when, when COVID first hit, we thought, you know, in March, I thought, Oh, surely we'll be back on the road by, you know, by the oh. do, do, do right, right, like, yeah. you know, March, March, I, I mean, heck, I thought I'd be back on the road by last summer. Sure. Um, and really, you know, clearly that did not happen. Um, so for the first semester, we kind of, we did some paid virtual workshops. We did a couple free virtual workshops. We were trying, and, and most of those workshops, we were simulating a lot of what we do in person. You know, Zoom has a breakout room feature, so we would do a presentation, and then we'd let them go into small groups and, and discuss, uh, and and while that had some good, um, you know, some good participation, we, we we thought to ourselves, I wonder what we could do if we just did something shorter, right? Because a lot of those virtual workshops were taking two or three hours to do. I said, what if we did something, you know, what if we just recorded a forty-five minute to an hour, quote unquote, virtual workshop? It really, wouldn't be audience participation, but it would be you know, myself with a college professor or another Catholic speaker, kind of like what we do at our workshops, but making it more conversational. Maybe they're, you know, focused on a specific topic, and it's just a quick snippet, 45 minutes to an hour, and then the teachers can go in and apply for a professional development certificate because so many teachers were still being required to get a certain amount of catechetical hours, but they had nowhere to go to get it because it was all virtual or, you know, especially the catechetical piece was almost an afterthought. So we found we were one of the few people offering catechetical things. And so we said, let's try this podcast. And sure enough, like the certificate requests were rolling in, like people were listening and then filling out the form and, taking the time um, to answer, and uh, it worked great for a while. We were doing um, a live session where people could tune in live on Zoom, and we had usually about 65 to 70 teachers that would attend and listen live. Um, we'd give them an opportunity to answer questions, toward the, to ask questions toward the end, uh, and then we'd throw it up on YouTube, Vimeo, and then all the podcast platforms, so, you know, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, and then they could go, and those that couldn't listen live could listen later. Um, and so right now we have a library of about 20 episodes from this last season that we did, and, and people are still listening. I'm still getting certificate requests. For, uh, you know, I, I continue to get certificate re- requests all throughout the whole summer. So We yeah. need to, we need to take a break, but before we take a break, will you give us the website if people want to um, go find the podcast or get these resources? Yes. So sophiainstituteforteachers.org in general, for all, everything else. If you want the, 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 uh, the podcast, it's sophiainstituteforteachers.org slash Christ in the Classroom. Okay. So sophiainstituteforteachers.org. Yeah. 
Okay, we'll, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Catholic education and Sophia Institute for Teachers. So stay tuned for more. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Across America, there are quiet heroes changing lives every day. When disaster strikes, they lend support. They give hope to those in need, warmth to the cold, and help to those society ignores. Over the past decade, they have given more than $1.5 billion and 700 million hours to charity. When it comes to making a difference, the Knights of Columbus are on the front lines. Become a Knight and be the difference. Learn more at kofc.org. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking with our guest, Jose Gonzalez. He is a Senior Director of Professional Development at the Sophia Institute for Teachers and also a podcast host for Christ in the Classroom. And when we were at the break, Jim and I were chatting about um, Sophia Institute. Yeah, we we hear the name Sophia Institute and kind of a number of different capacities and things, and it's the first time I've heard Sophia Institute for Teachers. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Sophia Institute, kind of the umbrella organization. Great. Yeah, so Sophia Institute has been around, oh, I want to say since the 80s, um, and it was just a press, Sophia Institute Press, and they published a lot of theological, uh, philosophical, spiritual books, um, a lot of reprints of things that were going out of print. Um, Back in 2011, I want to say, our president, Charlie McKinney, took the reins and sort of, um, it was was going under. It was going to, like, there was a good chance that it was not going to exist. And he sort of turned it around, turned the publishing company around. They went to publishing, from publishing a couple books a year to, I want to say, three or four for a month now, we're, we're up to publishing. And um, then he started Sophia Institute for Teachers. Uh, he acquired uh, Catholic Exchange uh, and, and other, other, public, other publications, um, like journal publications, online publications. And, and so from that, Sophia Institute is the, large, is the large umbrella organization, and then we have all these little independent, um, you know, we're really separate organizations within the whole, we're, there's very much a camaraderie and a community in the office, but it's everyone's kind of, um, you know, yeah. Each 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 entity has its own separate mission, uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's really been um, amazing to see um, what Sophia Institute has has turned into over the years. Jose, I want to ask you about um, what are the challenges uh, or the most pressing needs of teachers students and parents you know in this culture that we live in and i mean we could probably do a whole hour show on each one of those topics but but give us your thoughts about that i I think one of the the biggest challenges is finding a way for parents and teachers to recognize their um their mutual like role and support with each other because what is often a challenge i hear and it goes on both ends right um Teachers are in the classroom, and they are trying their darndest, and, and then the kids go home, and the, the parents undo everything the teachers tried to do, <laughs> right? But then that also works in the other, the other <laughs> direction, right? P- 
parents sending kids to Catholic school expecting a Catholic education and then not getting a Catholic education in a Catholic school, right? So it's kind of this double-edged sword, this this challenge of recognizing um, parents want parents who want their kids to get an authentic Catholic education and teachers that want to provide an authentic Catholic educational experience. And and in the middle, that's not happening in, in, in one way or the other. And so we need to figure out, I think the biggest challenge is realigning the mission of what it means to be the primary educator of your children as a parent and then realigning the mission of the Catholic school, which is evangelization, right? And it's not just a public school that has mass right, which oftentimes that, unfortunately, some of our Catholic schools have fallen by that side. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges is trying to, to within the culture, parents who are going to be strong and provide that nurturing Catholic environment in their home and Catholic schools that are going to stand up to the culture and say, no, this is a Catholic school and we're not going to allow the culture to infiltrate it. And this is going to be a place where we form our kids that way. It's a real, it's a real joint mission, and you really need all hands on deck, um, you know, for yeah. for the good of the kids and the family. And when when you have both working together, it really makes a huge impact on the difference. And if one, again, like you mentioned, if one side falls off, it, it just it's it's really difficult to kind of carry that forward. But I guess God can work it out in all the mess, right? <laughs> Right, right. God can do amazing things. The Holy Spirit can do amazing things. You know, as a teacher, I often, you know, was blessed, and it was a great thing to have kids in class that, you know, I saw that I had an impact on that weren't getting that kind of thing at home, and that the Lord used that, and that was great. But, um, you know, uh, it is a challenge. You know, I, I often would think, man, my job would have been much easier if this kid's parents were on board and supporting what I'm, <laughs> what I'm doing, you know. Um, so yeah, it it is a challenge, but the Lord the Lord works through it. So. He sure does. Praise be to God. Okay, got got about five minutes left here, and I want to ask you a little bit about um, maybe if you have any success stories, um, either like you know maybe how the podcast, you know, kind of feedback from the podcast or other resources that you've provided teachers have had, if you can think of any success stories. And the other question I want to ask you about is the impact of digital media on education in general, good or bad. So two questions. Yeah. So as far as success stories go, yeah. So it's, we got a lot of positive feedback. I remember one teacher just gushing, being so thankful for the episodes that she incorporated something from every episode in her classes throughout (laughs) this last semester, um, which is great. But then also too, with our, with our workshops, you know, I, I see um, particularly places in, in many dioceses we come back over and over. Like, so, for example, in the Archdiocese of L.A., we've been going every year since 2014. Diocese of Austin, same thing. So several dioceses that we just have these great relationships with. And I see the same teachers come back year after year and hear, you know, how the materials that they're using that we've provided have impacted their students and the joy that they see and how they've helped them as a teacher. And so, yeah, a lot of really, it's hard to summarize. Um, and I've been, I'm truly humbled by the fruit that I have seen um, that the Lord is using um, to reach teachers through, through our, through our ministry. It's been, it's been beautiful. And then what about the, um, Digital media, your thoughts on Catholic education in general? 
So that's such a hard question. I know it I is. For, for good or bad, for good or bad, digital media is here to stay, right? Yeah, no so doubt. We've, we've got to figure out a way to use it to our advantage, right? There's so many amazing, like, for example, apps on the phone to help you pray right now, right? There's things like iBrevery and Laudate yep. and Halo and all these really innovative apps um, that are great, and we should use them. And then there's great things like, you know, The Chosen that has yeah. been released. You know, so many amazing media-driven, digital media-driven things that I think we should use because it's not going away. But I also think that we have a responsibility as Catholic educators to help our students temper the use of it because it has a negative impact, right? You know, too much screen time, too much digital time. Like, we have to help our students have that pen and paper time, have that traditional, like, let's get off the screens and let's learn without technology in our face. So we have to find the balance. I'm curious, do you have a podcast on that? If not, maybe <laughs> that could be a whole podcast topic. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe that could, maybe I should use a little, little, uh, what's the word, uh, little, little, uh, counter, counter, in, you know, what's the word, oxymoron, maybe that, you know, to have a podcast on not using <laughs> media, but, but yeah. No, <laughs> you know. Well, what do you hope, uh, teachers do take away from all these resources that, uh, Sophia Institute for Teachers is offering? I just hope that it makes, lightens the load a little bit, right? Lightens the burden of, of everything they have to do. Teachers have so, so much on their plate. And so I hope that we are can provide a little bit of reprieve or a little bit of ideas or just support in any way that we can, whether that's formationally, whether that's with a lesson plan, whether it's just with some spiritual nourishment so they can go back, you know, go back feeling refreshed to do their jobs well. So what about for you? What's it been like for you to, to be in this role? You've been here for, what, a, a little over a year or how long? I can't remember how well, long you've been no, in your I've role. Been with, uh, the, the podcast has been around a year, but I've been with Sophia now for seven years. Okay. Since, uh, since 2013. Uh, for me, it's been, it's been a huge blessing. Uh, it's challenged me to grow in different ways. Um, it is quite a jump from teaching kids teaching adults to teaching teachers. Um, and so, um, but yeah, my spiritual life has definitely, um, I mean, has had to be a priority. I mean, it was when I was a teacher, and it is now, too, because when you're out there preaching the gospel, Satan wants to get you. So you just have to, you have to stay on your spiritual garden, on your spiritual game. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been a blessing. I can't, it's, it's one of the great joys of my life that I get to actually preach the gospel for a living. I love it. Well, we, we can relate to that, and we, we all have to stay on our spiritual game, right? <laughs> no doubt. Well, we're, we're out of time. Our guest today has been Jose Gonzalez, Senior Director of Professional Development for Sophia Institute for Teachers. Uh, give us that webpage one more time. That's Sophia Institute for Teachers, and it's Sophia with a P-H, sophiainstituteforteachers.org. Thanks so much, Jose. God bless. God bless. Thank you. You've been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is underwritten by the Knights of Columbus Council 6923 and Fishers and is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. If you have comments or suggestions for guests or topics for this program, please email Bridget at CatholicRadioIndy.org. That's B-R-I-G-I-D 
at catholicradioindy.org or call 317-870-8400. This program is pre-recorded. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy, 